a life lesson. If you ever have the chance to leap from the rigging of a fine ship and crash like thunderous repentance upon your foes, do so. It is most invigorating. <laughs> Dude. Oh, crash on me, mommy. <laughs> crash on me, please. <laughs> Welcome to <laughs> Casuals of Runeterra, episode 81. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hetch. It's hentai time! <laughs> Tentacles! Oh, wait, I spoiled the episode. My bad. Yeah, it's My bad. ruined. <laughs> we're back. Um, we're still not back on your worlds yet. I know some of you are upset. Hatch, I know you're just weeping. <laughs> I am so excited that we're still that we're still getting like <laughs> teasers, and I don't have to talk about yordles. So today we're talking about our queen Ilawi, um, which has been a long time coming. We almost did her prematurely. That sounds awful. We almost did her bio <laughs> prematurely. You know, Hatch started off with the hentai and fucking ruined everything. But you know, in the past when we did our harrowing stuff go listen to that we almost did her again <laughs> when we did our runation stuff go listen to that but we held off and it was worth it um, i mean shit even when the rune king came out we were like should we do it now but no now is the time uh riot has forced our hands uh but one thing that's never forced is housekeeping because that's just up top it's something you have to do this is our religion is housekeeping up top <laughs> you can listen to us everywhere you can send an email at, to podcastcore at gmail.com. Visit us at podcastcore.com for all of our info. And then follow us on any platform you prefer or all the platforms because that helps with discoverability. Leave a like, follow, short review. Uh, but the easiest way is to tell a friend to learn about our God and Savior, Nagakaboros, by listening to the Casuals of Runeterra podcast. That's right. That's right. We finally get to talk about our religion, and uh, which is funny that we're talking about our religion, and, and it's not even Talos, which <laughs> that is a joke only for you, Ryan. No one's going to get it. <laughs> our Oblivion players out there will know. Um, let's hop into it. The main topic of today, Undeath by Snoo Snoo. I love it. <laughs> you know I love the title. How dare you ask off camera? <laughs> Uh, get us going what are we talking yeah so obviously we've got like a lot of fun looking cards that are getting spoiled um we're recording this during spoil season so it's we we're already having a lot of fun but we're going to be talking only with a couple cards so we're going to start with answered prayer so answered prayer is a two mana slow speed spell and it has spawn two or spend five mana to spawn four instead. So this is the new mechanic that is coming out with Illawi's whole kit. So all of the new Bilgewater cards that are supporting Illawi tend to have the spawn mechanic on it. So the way that spawn works is when you spawn, you summon a tentacle so an ephemeral tentacle and it's a one one 
And then for every other time you spawn, if there's a tentacle in play, that tentacle is granted plus one plus one. Um, I, I think the easiest way to compare it is going to be the, like the uh, the mists from Viego. So yes. if you're familiar with the way that Viego works of just constantly summoning these forever growing ephemeral things, that this is how the spawn's going to work for Lowie, except it's tentacle monster time. So <laughs> it's that that little bit is going to be fun. Um, I I think that with as far as this card is concerned, I do like that it is flexible because it's not going to be something that's nearly as dead of a draw later in the game because you can spend five mana to double its effect. But I we're going to have to see just how powerful it is and how the meta shapes before we know if it's going to be good or not. But for our purposes, you know why we like to talk about cards. We like to talk about the flavor on it. So this one has um, a quote from a priest of Nagakaburos. And the quote here is, prayer to Nagakaburos is not about supplication, nor about asking and receiving. Hers is a blessing not unlike life. Strive, struggle, push, and occasionally reward will find you. And this it, this is very a very ongoing thing as far as the followers of Nagakaburos. They like life is a constant motion and it is constantly pushing against that tide. So a lot of different quotes kind of reflect that. Uh, as far as not only in their cards, but when we get into the story, you're going to see a lot of that kind of resistance. Yeah. Uh, one one awesome thing about this one. So, like we said, if you've listened to our Targon episodes, um, though that's probably the last time we really touched on religions in Runeterra. Um, this is going to be another very, you know, specific one. But it's a religion on this side that's a lot about living, right? It's about life. It's about living life to the fullest um, in service of Nagaboros, which is cool. It's a cool spin on things. Obviously, yeah. people will take religions in this world and twist them to their own, you know, needs like anyone. Yeah. Which but, specifically, if yeah. you want to see what it's like with um, the religions getting twisted in the world of Runeterra, check out our Leona and Diana episodes. Yep. Because they, both of them, like, kind of struggle with, you know, finding the religions of the sun and the moon. Yeah. And figuring out what the world has done with them. So it's, they, it kind of gives, sets the scene for you. Yeah. But, uh, like, the whole the whole take on Nagakaboros is a really cool take. Um, as far as that idea of just, you know, living life to the fullest. And... What better way to really highlight that than to move on to our follower, mm -hmm. which is going to be the big mama herself, Naga Kaboros. So Naga Kaboros is getting printed into Runeterra. That's already exciting. Yes, um, everyone is hype. Yeah, like this, as far as for the lore people like us, this is like, hell yes. We love to see this crap. But uh, the card itself is going to be an eight mana, five, eight with fearsome so not getting any dumpy seals over here like i mean it, i mean this is a big drop but eight mana come on yeah um, but the it has at the round start spawn two 
Then, if your strongest tentacle has 12 plus power, create a Nagakaboros tantrum in hand. And the so as far as like getting the tentacles up to 12, like if as far as the way that we're being led to understand it, it is going to be kind of it should be doable like at that point of the game because we get to see that with Viego that if you build around it, you can get there. Uh, but it's definitely something you got to build around. And this is something you would want to build around because Naga Kaboros Tantrum is a zero mana focus speed spell. And Naga Kaboros starts a free attack with four of Naga Kaboros Tentacles. So it's a tentacle that's strictly specific with this card. It's separate from the spawn tentacles. And these tentacles are also one ones with ephemeral. But they have, when I'm summoned, grow my stats to that of your strongest tentacle. So to get this, you you have to have a tentacle that's a 12-12. And then you, at burst speed, you start a free attack with four 12-12s minimum. <laughs> it's a yo that's trip. pretty good <laughs> it's definitely if if anybody has played you know any of you listeners have played league of legends when Alawi ults you run that's the strategy there's no playing around her ult. you just leave when nagakaboros appears and this is exactly what this is representing <laughs> and i think most people in the comments have said they nailed it once again once again yeah like i mean this is but I, I do enjoy the fact that it's like it feels more like an Alawi alt on Naga Gaboros's card itself because that's that's the lore behind the character is that she is the one that communes the most with Naga Gaboros. Like they, she's not the one that's actually using these tentacles. She is just a she is just summoning Naga Gaboros to let Naga Gaboros do her thing. All right, so I think it's really cool that they have like such a strong effect on a follower. Yeah. Um, but we also have like some killer quotes with these cards. I'm only going to read the one off of Naka Gaboros herself, but do yourself a favor, look up the spoilers for these cards and read these quotes because it really gives a lot of the spirit behind this religion to the world of Runeterra here. Um, but the quote here is the mother serpent, the great kraken, the bearded lady. Nagakaburos cares little for names and less for the restless dead. And that is a direct quote from Alawi. Um, so all those are just nicknames that people have called Nagakaburos over the years, like the uneducated not knowing who she is. So you see some kind of weird spirit coming out of the ocean you're gonna you're gonna come up with something to call it because how the hell are you gonna explain that to people otherwise <laughs> <laughs> so let's hop into Ilawi herself right and i think the first thing you see when you see her is that she's very powerful physically <laughs> compared to most women in this universe Yas Queen. <laughs> <laughs> but the part you don't see on the surface is that her devotion to her faith is just as strong. And that's something that's focused on here. She's a prophet of the great Kraken, right? Um, and what she uses is the weapon you see her with, which is this giant 
golden idol, which she uses to pull spirits from the bodies of usually her enemies, right? Mostly her enemies. And this is because she follows the Serpent Isle's god, Nagakaboros, which we've mentioned to death at this point. So naturally, when people meet her, they're intimidated by her presence. You know, she's physically towering over most people. Um, and when they learn that she's the Kraken priestess, you're like, wait a minute. So obviously we have this preconceived notion of what a priestess looks like. If you look at like Ari, like the way she dresses, that's your typical ideal of what a priestess would look like. Yeah. And the, the like with, with this, like not only is it kind of hard just because of how like large Alawi is and how powerful, but it's also something that is of the native people of the Serpent Isles, which is what they're referred to as the Buru tribe. Um, For anyone that's paid attention to a lot of the cards printed, it's the same cards or the same tribesmen that were printed with the drop of Senna. So Senna and Lucian, they actually have like we don't know for a fact if they're from the Buru Isles because neither of them really remember much about their childhood. Uh, like the earliest memories Lucian has are in Demacia and Senna's earliest memories were uh, being orphaned and touched by the spirits of the shadow Isles. So yeah. she never had a home. So we don't know for a fact if they're directly from the serpent Isles, but they definitely have like that blood in them and Lucian and Senna are fit and they are powerful. Like yeah. they are strong, able bodied people. And that's what all the Buru are like. And Alawi towers over them. Yeah. So Alawi's not like, it's not a joke. Alawi's like Hercules of this realm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another thing to mention there, I'm happy you brought up Lucian and Senna uh, because a lot of the tenants you see for Buru people who serve the Sentinels of Light there's some overlap there as far as their goal. And we will see a lot of that overlap because of Alawi's duties as being a, as being like the head priestess of Nagakaburus. Yeah. So more about Alawi. She's intense. So it's not just her physical appearance. She's also very forthcoming. Doesn't really beat around the bush regardless of what subject it is. Um, when she wants something, she goes out and gets it. When she needs to do something, she does it immediately. Um, no hesitation there. And this intensity also is part of her devotion to her faith, uh, where there is a little twist towards the end on that. So let's talk about the god herself, right? Nagakaboros, depicted as a giant serpent head with the tentacle with tentacles spiraling around it, and it's in endless motion with no beginning or end. This is obviously a reference to Ouroboros, which is something that exists in our world, which is the snake eating its own tail. Yep, and... It is that semblance of life constantly continuing while also being intimately uh, in the same circle as death. But with um, as far as like looking more into Nagakaburos here, like the that's kind of where like the similarities end. Yeah. And Runeterra does take a lot of its own creative pushes on it. And it's one of the reasons we wanted to touch on this so much, because it's very important to all of Bilgewater or more specifically the Serpent Isles, like of the ocean and stuff. This is so anytime we talk about like our champion episodes with Pike and with Nautilus and with Fizz, we keep mentioning Nami, like we keep mentioning that there's something in the water. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a big mama herself. <laughs> 
So as Hetch mentioned, she's the god of the Serpent Isles and the god of life specifically, and also ocean storms and motion. So there are three tenets that are associated here with this theology. And at the surface, they break down into every spirit was born to serve the universe. Desire was built into every living being by the universe. And the universe only moves towards its destiny when living creatures chase their des their desires. So it almost, I wouldn't say has a hedonistic aspect to it, but like we said, it does service life where it's like, hey, you're a living creature, live your life. And by living your life in the mortal realm, you will progress the efforts of Nagaboros. Yeah. Uh, I, we do always try to link it back to like a video game to keep people on the same page. But unfortunately, the easiest thing to compare this to is Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the Greek gods were very human. They're, they're all very human. Uh, like they all have flaws as much as they have strengths. Yep. And this is like this Nagaboros as far or like the religion of the Serpent Isles encompasses all of that in a whole under just one god yeah. uh and that's also why you know it's got such a title like ouroboros greek mythology it's all right there yep so we focus on alawi but there are lesser priestesses on this island and their job is like maintaining the te the temples also teaching you know younger generations and others about the ways of their god but alawi is what's we what we know as a truth bearer that means she's the God's right hand, right? She serves directly to unblock the flow of, uni of the universe. Um, and this kind of gives us some Targon vibes, right? When we think about um, Irelian soul and how he views gods and the cosmic creatures and how they serve different tribes in Targon, it definitely has a connection here with how Alawi serves Nagaboros directly. Man, could you imagine a conversation between Naga Kaboros and Aurelian Soul? <laughs> like, and then like Zoe just pops up and is like, bad dog. Bad dog. <laughs> Be kinder to the great mother. <laughs> True. So, yeah. So the, what are the duties, right, of a <laughs> duty? What are the duties of a truth bearer? <laughs> uh, the first one is that her job is to be on the front lines of war against undeath. So the undeath in this religion are seen as outside of the normal flow of the universe. That needs to be solved. Carthus, we're looking at you. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Every follower must do their part when it comes to like harrowings. Uh, but when Alawi is involved, she has to take on the strongest spirits and be in the front, right? The front lines when driving back the Black Mist. And specifically looking at this duty, if it wasn't any clearer as to why we constantly were trying to jump the gun talking about Alawi, here it is. You know, we're talking about all these Bilgewater characters and their ties to the ocean and what could be lurking under the water. And then now we've got this tie to the harrowing. We had to, you know, we had a lot of fun going over like the Sentinels of Light comic and really breaking that stuff down. But the Sentinels are not alone in fighting the harrowing and they haven't been alone pretty much ever because of the Buru have been fighting it all along. And it's because of that constant flow of if there's life and you're living to your fullest, that means you will die. So these things are somehow not dead, but not alive. Oh, that, that does, that does not 
that does not work for us. We are not down with that. <laughs> they are not down with the sickness. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> I hate you, man. <laughs> so the second duty of the truth bearer is related to the idol that she carries that I mentioned at the top of this section. So Elawi uses that weapon, which she uses in the game if you play the game, which strips the soul from the body of her target, and then they stand judgment in front of Nagaboros. And those deemed unworthy are destroyed, and those that survived are usually changed forever and often seek their true destiny. Um, so this is something that, you know, unlike in the game, Alawi uses very sparingly. It's not something that's constantly being done. Right. Like this is this is something that like she will follow her own instinct and her training to know when to use this uh, or she's going to be using it to battle against the undead because, you know, that's what that's part of her job too and she's going to need some help fighting the undead because a mere mortal isn't going to have much of a chance without something special in their corner but the as far as like this kind of test that naga Kaburos does um like we'll we'll get into it later in a later episode as far as the details but it's it's less of like god looking down and going you are not worthy and you're just you know you're done like it is a thing of you are given like the test is applied to you and you struggle and fight through it because that's what nagakaburo's values is the strength to be your own movement exactly. like the moving tides be water my friend. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Bruce Lee. <laughs> so now we get to the part where is, you know, Alawi is very unique. She has a lot of things that she's known for, but the biggest part is what she does when she's at her most powerful point. So she's known as the most respectful or most respected and powerful truth bearer in hundreds of generations. And out of everything she does that we've talked about at this point to make her stand out, she does one thing that people don't expect, which is she breaks from tradition. So what she does is she completed her training, rose to a powerful position afterwards, and then she left the Golden Temple of Buru um, to a nearby Bilgewater. So that's how she gets her ties to Bilgewater. And Bilgewater at this point is an open city. That's the that's When you look at the aisles and how they're set up, that's the attractive point of Bilgewater is that anybody is welcomed. All foreigners are welcomed. That's not applied to every island there, by the way. Yeah, like as we were discussing earlier, bringing up Senna and Lucian and looking at Ilawi, like these are the native people of the Serpent Isles um, or the Buru people. They So, of course, uh, with us growing up in North America, we know what it's We've heard all the stories as yeah. far as, uh, you know, the natives and their plight against newcomers. Yeah. So luckily, you know, Bilgewater isn't necessarily like that, <laughs> but for very, you know, good reasons. So the natives want to stick to themselves. Yeah. So they don't really welcome outside trade. But if you end up on the Serpent Isles and the locals aren't going to trade with you, you need to set up a place to trade, and that's how Bilgewater came to be. It became a hub of all these people that, 
you know, made their living out in the sea and it was faster to get to the Serpent Isles than it was to go all the way back to mainland. Yeah. And that is the birth of the Bilgewater in its essence. But Alawi breaks the tradition of like, yeah, well, Nagakaburos is for everyone. We all live. So I'm going to Bilgewater and I'm going to, you know, just keep doing my thing, except with the locals there instead of only with the natives. Yeah, and this is, you know, this is the unfortunate part about how awesome their religion is versus the people and the xenophobia that develops there. Um, because the majority of people look down on Bilgewater um, and former truth bearers, unlike Lowy, would deem it untouchables. So whenever something would occur, it would be a last thought. Well, she decided not only to protect the city during the harrowing, which was a big step um, for the relationship with Bilgewater, but she ended up putting a select few during that time through the great test. So that's a big step because like we mentioned, she only does it when she deems it necessary to put someone through that test. And the final straw was that she also allowed the opening of a few temples in the city. And it's not like these temples were, you know, booming and with, with, you know, attendance, it's still a small amount of people that are chosen and allowed to go inside, but this brought a bunch of awareness to the mother serpent and the religion itself. So Alawi's revolutionary in many ways uh, for her people and for the religion. Yeah. And uh, in a later episode, we'll kind of get to touch on it a little bit, but like these temples aren't necessarily stuff that they built out of nothing. Like, because, again, these are native people that have been here long before Bilgewater was built. So a lot of it was going into old temples and reopening them. And but the, that uh, it causes tension as far as with the Buru people, because it's like, oh, well, you know, these these unworthy people didn't even realize what building they shut down. And so but they're, they're also unworthy. So why should we reopen a temple to them? Yeah. And allow it. Doesn't care about that. <laughs> Just like, no, I, no, no, I, I want to fight the harrowing here, so I need a place to stay. Yeah. Temple. <laughs> <laughs> like we said, when she wants something, she goes for it. And the rest of the bio here kind of just wraps up some more little details. Like we have a rumor that she broke the heart of one of the most infamous pirates in Bilgewater. Who could that be? We'll tell you later. But <laughs> but the biggest part is that they talk about her presence and how even though people respect her and she has a demanding presence, people are still kind of weary and fear the possibility of being tested by the Kraken's prophet, which is Alawi. And then we get a quote to finish off from the 20 wisdoms of Nagakaboros. There can be no rest. We are the motion. And I, there's no better way to sum it up. Like that is, that is Nagakaboros in a nutshell is constantly be in motion, constantly struggle constantly move forward that is the way and i don't blame the people of bilgewater for being afraid of Illawi. like i can't wait until we get into some of some of these uh other comics because there's even like some comics of just people going into a tavern and there's this giant just <laughs> chugging beer and beating the crap out of anyone that walks near her and it's like oh that's Illawi, and just like oh You've interrupted my beer, Dexa dude. <laughs> I, yeah, I'd be afraid of that too. I don't want to know what God she serves. 
I would be intimidated by the dumpy on this card because hey! we, we give out seals of approval. She gets one uh, respectfully. 100% respectfully on both cheeks <laughs> so allow is a four cost one six with overwhelm that just makes sense and she has attack spawn one so we told you what spawn does at the beginning then i gain power equal to your strongest tentacle with an s uh powers this round and then her level up is i've seen tentacles or ideal 15 plus damage uh, so this card, obviously, at this point, you know they nailed the flavor um, with how tentacles work, how spawn works, and just her in general. So a lot of people are pleased with it. We get a quote here on the front side of the card, which says, The Eye of Nagakaboros is merely a name, but Ilawi takes it as a challenge to Liz live as if her god is a constant and easily bored companion. <laughs> I mean, this really just sums it up, right? Like, why yeah. why else would Alawi be, you know, bothering with the people of Bilgewater? It's because Nagagaboros is bored. Exactly. And therefore, Alawi's bored, so it's time to fix it. But <laughs> the the flip on this card is just balling, because she becomes a 2-7. Yep. Um, still has, when you, when you spawn, increase its value by one. So... It's kind of like spawn two, except that it's going to be like on anything that spawns and she still has the attack spawn one, but then it adds, then fully heal your strongest tentacle yeah. and then I gain its stats for the round. So if we're talking like Naga Gaburos levels where it's like, oh, well, if there's a tentacle with 12 power, here you go. Um, could you imagine swinging with a... 14 19 <laughs> overwhelm and it's a champion so it's like you if you better have hush yeah or you're dead <laughs> yeah this she's a top end card where it's like obviously mid-range ramping in towards ending the game so she plays like that uh and then that behavior fits the second quote here which is a life lesson if you ever have the chance to leap from the rigging of a fine ship and crash like thunderous repentance upon your foes do so it is most invigorating <laughs> Dude. oh crash on me mommy <laughs> crash on me please but no uh, Lowie's great man it's good fun um i'm happy we got to introduce another religion into this world uh to kind of bounce off of as we talk about more things moving forward because we're just going to get more and more like ethereal more strange with the cards that got revealed so obviously stick around for that and, and i'm sure that you're also happy that we're getting you know like specifically alawi into this so that you don't have to listen to me complain about how badly <laughs> i want to talk about the comics revolving around the harrowing and bilgewater yeah because now we can now we don't it's not even jumping the gun anymore so riot uh i'm sure ryan thanks you i'm saying it on his behalf because now i'll stop bothering him yeah so definitely go back like we mentioned and listen to our harrowing we did a long spree uh series on that listen to those listen to all that stuff because we're gonna revisit it like we told we promised we would take a break after all that at the beginning but Listen to that. We'll come back to this stuff in a bit. We'll do a bit of her stories here and there as we look at the rest of the revealed cards. But with that, as always, thanks for listening. And we'll be back soon with the next episode. Take care, everybody.